Me importas tú y tú y tú y solamente tú y tú y tú me importas tú y tú y tú y nadie más que tú. Ojos negros, piel canela, que me llegan a desesperar. Me importas tú. Hello, and welcome to the first official episode of... Of Enchilada Casserole with Lisa Esparza and Felipe Esparza. Enchilada Casserole is the name we decided on. Yes. And then it's based on one of your jokes. It's based on one of my jokes that you can watch live. <laughs> based on one of his jokes, but it's basically a mashup of our two cultures, I guess, right? Yes, because... Um, you know, like, Mexican, we make enchiladas, and then, like, people in the Midwest, they, they don't know, I guess, a lot of people make casseroles, and they don't and, roll up the tortillas. Right, and there is actually a dish. There are lots of casseroles. There's tuna casserole. They're usually leftovers. I never had tuna casserole, but... It's nasty. It's, it, 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 it just sounds good. No, it's not. It's nasty. It's hot tuna. Hot oh, yeah. oh, yeah. hot canned tuna with leftover corn, leftover mashed potatoes, leftover peas, or whatever you got in the refrigerator. Maybe even be some pasta thrown in there. I'm serious. They put everything in the, all the leftovers in there, and they bake it with cheese on top. But, I remember. Um, but enchilada casserole is a real thing. Tuna casserole. Have, having tuna casserole one time, I don't remember where. And it had... Um, it was bow tie pasta. Oh. Yeah, with, that's usually, you know peas. what, and peas, yeah, I've had that before. That's nasty. It was good, nasty, I, but I you know, it was good. A, it's one thing to have like a tuna steak, and you know, we don't eat this anymore, but it's one thing to have a tuna steak that's hot tuna, and then to have hot canned tuna. That's different. Like hot shredded tuna, that's just, uh, I don't know. I don't think tuna was made to be hot. <laughs> when, I was, like, when I was in New York, I had I ordered one time a a pat not a patty melt what are those tuna melt tuna melt yeah oh my god that was, there was tuna melt with like softballs yeah it was huge That's gross. and I didn't finish it and of course you know I told somebody man can I just put it in your backpack <laughs> all uh. that tuna came out of his backpack he was mad of man. course you do that to all your friends. You do stuff like that to everybody. Can I put this? Can I put this giant size meatball <laughs> of blob of tuna sandwich in your backpack while we walk around Manhattan? Because I can't carry it. God myself. forbid you carry it in your hand. <laughs> yeah, here, let me put this stinky ass sandwich in your bag. I don't even know why day. that guy Frank Manzano <laughs> let me put it in his bag. Because you have a way with words, but. Okay, I'll I must help have been, you out. I must have been carrying up two luggages. No, you probably just wanted to be unfettered. <laughs> that was before me carrying a backpack all the time, and um, I don't know why. I don't think you would have put it in your own backpack. I can't remember. I remember that all the tuna came out. I guess, it, it, I guess tuna gets watery after a while. And you just manic. probably stepped back and was like, oh, bro, that sucks. <laughs> you just let him clean it up, probably. And I said, man, I can't eat it no more. Ugh. It was good though, man. Oh no, I never liked that. I never liked that. It was delicious. Tuna salad should be cold. Tuna. I mean, I don't know. So uh, there's also pasta casserole. I've had that. Yeah, there's 
casserole just basically every leftover you have mixed together. No, I, oh, so it's not made on it's not made on on purpose. Sometimes some of them are, but most of, I don't know grandmother type of casseroles. That's to clean out the fridge. That's what it's for. Everything out. Yeah. I eat you too. Lasagna is technically a casserole, you know. It's all the leftover beef. So that's why we call it the lasagna anyway, casserole. Anyway. I mean, uh, the, that's what we call it the enchilada casserole. <laughs> yes, that's the history. Um, because we're Mexicans here and then a, a Scandinavian girl here. I'm no. not Scandinavian. Oh. I think you're fooled by the Midwest blonde Midwest girl here from from Colorado. You're from Colorado, right? No, I'm. Originally, first, of all, first of all, my hair is not really blonde. I am dark haired, but light eyed. I have blue eyes. Well, gray, blue eyes. Blue gray eyes. I'm not Scandinavian, but I don't know what we are. We took um, DNA tests. We took we took DNA tests, people. What the DNA test? What, what um web page that was? It was ancestry.com, and they're not ancestry.com. Oh, we paid full price. We, that. we did not. Um, we didn't get a discount, or they're not advertising or anything. We're not advertising for them, so nobody even knows who we are. So they don't know who we are. <laughs> they don't know this podcast exists. Yes, and uh, we just did it for fun, huh? Yeah, for fun. I want to see... did it for this podcast to so yeah. let you guys know, and we're going to reveal at the end of the show. Not you this want. show. We don't have the results yet. We don't have the results yet. Okay. Well, we have right. yours, but we can't tell them yet. We'll tell them. Tell mine are in. Mine are in afterwards, yet. yeah. Mine, I have too many <clears throat> unknown unknowns in my family. Unknowns, man. No, I don't know. This is taking longer for mine. But I am sleep. from I am from Ohio, but I was born in Florida because my dad was in the Air Force at the time. I was born at Fort Eglin Air Force Base in Jacksonville. Army Brett or Air Force Brett. Yeah, but not really, because he. <laughs> yeah, that was My Gomer dad, Pyle. <laughs> he looked like Gomer Pyle. <laughs> yes, sir. He did, except he was skinnier. But no, he he had he was just a hillbilly from Kentucky and Ohio, and had no prospects. So he went to went into the service because he had a pregnant wife, well, girlfriend, and married her because it was 1971 at the time. And they didn't know what else to do, so they got married. He joined the Ar- the Air Force, and uh, then he hated it so much, and he wanted to be with his family. That's foreshadowing. He wanted to be yeah. with his family, so he pretended to uh, be crazy. And that's a true story. And he was kind of institutionalized within the Air Force hospital, and then he was dishonorably discharged. So, I think I think so I was was, yeah. He never made it to a battle. It was basic training and something. I don't even know how much time he spent after basic training, and then crazy, and then out. You faked it like to get out. He faked it, but my mom swears it wasn't so fake. I just think my dad was messed up enough to know how to fake it. You know, to know how to. Because, you know, you can kind of fake answers to psychologists' questions and stuff, you know. You know what they want to hear. And if you're a little bent already mentally, you can kind of, you can mess with them. You can get the results you want. So he wanted out. So he said the right things. Yeah, like you, you can tell people, um, especially if you, if you want to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. Because I went to, I went I remember telling you I went to this um, convention with um, 
my church, I'm Catholic, and there was like this youth convention, like um, a bunch of churches were all together at Anaheim Convention Center, and a bunch of people, like all nationalities, and the whole day they broke us up in group. They they divided us in groups, and uh, we had this one girl. She was a white girl, and um, we kept doing little activities with her, and she taught us about all different things, and we shared stuff. We did sketches. That's one thing growing up, man. I've always did sketches. Everywhere I went, there was always sketches. I can I guess that's if you're like a young kid, you're in sketches, you must be crazy. <laughs> but I was always in sketches. So and I remember at the end of the evening, oh, not only that, this is crazy. Like there was a this thing called a like a pet K or a PK, I don't know what it was. But it was cool. It was like this private thing. Oh no, no. As soon as you got there, the one, once you broke out in groups, you got you you got an envelope, and that envelope was um, it had a name, no, it had like a private name that it was like a, a secret friend or something, mm-hmm. and, and you had the, to go find them. Or and something. through the whole day, you send them notes, and they send you notes, but you don't know who they are. And at the end of the night, at the end of the convention, there, you reveal who they are. And mine was, of course. This little cute blonde girl. I told you, I had a thing for blonde chicks the whole my life. Like, she was my my thing. I'm and not really blonde. We know. Well, I know. <laughs> and um, your mom knows. Your dad knows. Um, so she was my little thing, right? Like she kept sending me things, and I had another girl that I was sending them too. So I was sending another girl thing. Uh-huh. Or maybe we we're the same ones. But that was I was hers. So she kept sending me things. I got it. I got it. And she goes, "I was your PK or whatever PT, whatever." So I don't know what that's called, but, no. but it was like a you I know the group thing they mm-hmm. do. So you get to know a lot so you get of to people. Meet a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And then, they should do that for adults, man. And then I had a, I went to a party. What was a common law marriage party? They didn't Swingers. really get married. No, they didn't really get married. Good friends of mine in New York, and uh, they had a party when they had been together for seven years. And in New York, that was the common law kick in at seven years. So they were technically married officially. Anyway, they had a big party on this big boat, and it was awesome. But I went in, we went in, and when we first went in, we had to grab a sucker, a lollipop. <laughs> and on the lollipop, <laughs> on the lollipop stick was a little note, and it said it had three things on it: find someone with, you know, a tattoo of a cat or whatever. Find someone with this, and they had all the attributes of their friends on these little stickers and you had to go around the party all night and find these three people and basically go up to strangers and ask them questions. Do you have a tattoo? Do you have, you know, are you from the the Midwest? No, this was in a boat, a big ship, like the Queen Mary. I've never been on the Queen Mary, but it was like that. But it was like, there was a dance floor on the bottom. I think this was more rustic than the Queen Mary because they were like real old cabins, like, that sailors used to stay in, you know, they weren't very modernized. They weren't like hotel rooms or anything, but it was cool. Little get, you know, get to know each other sort of thing. So once I got to know that person and that girl that was teaching us everything, you know, like the group, like a counselor. Uh And um, we had to write down uh, what was the, what was the, the best thing about the event. Right. And I noticed that this girl was trying hard, right. Get it right together. And I wrote on the thing, the greatest thing of the event was you. <laughs> I mean, I learned so much from you. I came in here like not expecting to do anything 
not not, not wanting to meet anyone. You know, I didn't think I was going to meet anybody. I wanted, I didn't want to be here, but you made it so good for me. I'm so happy you were here. She cried. <laughs> and you were lying the whole time. Yeah, fuck yeah, I was. <laughs> She That's cried, scary. man. She gave her a big ass hug, Aww. big ass kiss. You just wanted that kiss. And I remember saying, "Wow, man! If you say you just say good things to people, you, you get what you want." Well, but I was like, "Wow, man!" <laughs> three kisses in the cheek. Three, that oh, three kisses. The one I gave away to that thing, Fuck and the other, bitch. and the other one, man. <laughs> Oh, wait, kisses. wait, 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 wait. Kisses. You got kisses from each of them? You told each person that same no, thing? No, one, one was my thing, my little secret admirer uh-huh. or secret friend uh-huh. that you got to keep sending stuff uh-huh. to. So I just keep sending the thing, hey, man, have a good day. Uh-huh. Stay sunny or whatever. <laughs> sun is bright. <laughs> I was copying whatever people, what other people were writing. <laughs> You're trying to act normal, what yeah. you thought normal was. But, you know, it was funny because I was, I was sent to that event with um, you know, the, the Catholic Church. But I, to this day, I don't remember who else went. I just because um, like friends or family. Yeah, I, I didn't, whenever I went to an event and there was like friends there, you know, friends from my school. Fuck there, I didn't think I was there, man. <laughs> I want some serious lunch. <laughs> oh man, oh, Jimmy, do that when you were a kid. You go to you go to school lunch and you wrap aluminum foil around your soda. Oh, that was the best soda ever. I found that That was shit, the best man. soda ever when you freeze it at, ho- at home. How come, though, you know, it was frozen? Because I remember pieces of ice in my soda. But if you, if I freeze the soda today, it, it would burst. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. But back in the day, we did that a lot for field trips. I'm thinking it bursting in my stomach now. <laughs> we, no, it's the pressurized can. But it, we had, yeah, we, we did that a lot for field trips. We'd wrap mm. up a soda. That would, had been frozen the night before, you know, and it wasn't burst when I. It wasn't like all popped out or anything. Why? Why was that? That's so strange. It worked all the time, but then when I got older, it never worked. Maybe I left it in too long, and my mom took it out like, you know, early enough. Maybe your mom put put it in the freezer with a in a bag. I don't know, or maybe she put it in the foil. I don't really know. I wouldn't even know how to freeze a soda for Isaac right now. The right way, I'd be like, we can't do that. Those were the best, man. Sorry. But it was the best. It was just so satisfying that you get the soda with lunch, for one. I know. I guess it's having a lunch. Yeah. And then having lunch somewhere else. Yes. And then everybody Like at the museum the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I always liked that. It felt like different. It felt like you were freedom. Yeah, it was For freedom. a little boy or a little girl. Because you're having your own lunch. And you and- know, everybody else back at school was sucking. Like, like it, their day was sucking and yours was not. And you felt special. I did. Unless you had no fucking lunch. No. But everyone had a lunch when I grew I had up. A, yeah, I had a lunch. My mom would make my lunch. Most of the time, my mom made our or lunch. Or field trips, everybody, you guys had your own lunch yeah. or those school lunches? No, most of the time, my mom made my lunch because we couldn't eat the school lunches most of the Every time. Every time, man, when we went to a field trip and they had school lunches, that shit was sad. Yeah. Oh, like the, like the sad cold sandwich or yeah. whatever that they give you? Yeah. But my mom, man, she would put like a jalapeno in the middle of the bread. <laughs> and then by the time, of course, man, it was lunch. It was all fucking <laughs> mayonnaise was already cooked. Oh, no. no. Killing me with those sandwiches. I didn't have any mayonnaise as a kid. You were growing up vegan? Yeah. Yeah. Although my dad, see, my dad was not vegan. He loved bologna. My dad, well, my dad just, I don't think he liked any of it and he 
and my mom said, I'm not fixing you anything. I'm not, she didn't make him anything. So he made his own sandwiches. He was a construction worker and he would go, he would make like four sandwiches. I swear four. And a gallon of juice. It was bologna, but we were broke as hell. We were broker than broke. So it was a prep welfare. Huh? We couldn't get welfare with my dad there. But oh, no. No. even if your dad doesn't have an income, he had an income. It just was low. It just was low. And my mom didn't work. Oh, not at that time. She had a couple jobs throughout her life, but no. Well, throughout my childhood, so you can't get welfare if you have a mom and dad living there. I thought it was. It's an income level thing, but I think if there's a um, husband in the house that works, that works, or if there are two people in the house that are eligible to work, you're not disabled or whatever. That Back then, this was 70s, that you were ineligible for welfare. Sometimes we had food stamps. Sometimes we have food stamps. This was before my dad left. Um, we had food stamps sometimes. I remember occasionally. But then, uh, but anyway, so my dad would make four sandwiches, bologna and mustard and white bread. And a, he would get that big 99-cent gallon jug of lemon drink or grape drink or chocolate drink. It wasn't chocolate milk. It was I water. I never had that. Did it taste like chocolate milk? It did, but not really. It was like a bad you Yeah. It was exactly like you Yoo-Hoo. It I was watery. Really I never liked it either. Well, Yoo-Hoo's not really milk either, Yoo-Hoo right? It does have milk in it, but it's not chocolate milk. Egg? No. But it has traces of milk in it. It's supposed to be like vitamins or something? It's no. supposed to be great? No. It's a New York thing, huh? I don't know if it's a New York thing. It's all about Nesquik and Chocomil over here in California. Yeah, like Seinfeld, they they did the Bosco thing. I never heard of Bosco in my it's life. It's made up. Yeah, no, Bosco's real, but it's only on the East Coast. Just like Drake's Cakes that they talked about in the show. That's only East Coast. It's all, fat I think brother, it's only New York. You drink Ovaltine. I had, well, there was a period of time where I was really too skinny. My mom was worried I was too skinny. So we had something called Wait On. Wait On. Yeah, Wait On. But it was it tasted <clears throat> like Ovaltine. I hated it. I had to drink it once a day with soy milk, which I already hated. So they didn't have good soy milk back then. They had nasty, nasty soy milk. And um, not the refrigerated kind, the kind that you buy on the shelf. Eden Soy and stuff like Eden Soy, I think, was the first one I remember. It just didn't taste good. Where did you get your your vegan products? Mostly, mostly the health food store. Were they hard to find? Yeah, I mean, there's always one health food store, but things were so expensive. Too. Yeah, so we had to really work to make things work. But you know, I've told you before, my mom was dumb, a dumb vegan. She didn't eat like rice and beans. Rice and beans. I mean, we could have Tortillas. fucking had Mexican food, kind of. We could have had Indian food if she had learned about spices. And rice and beans, tortillas. She could have been making tortillas from scratch. And that's cheap, you know? But she didn't do that. She would buy processed foods that were vegan, you know? And and uh, it wasn't, it was expensive. It was a waste of money. Now that I look back at how she was doing it, she was doing it all wrong to save money, you know? You could have just made a lot of bean burritos. Oh, I told you that one boyfriend she had, that Mexican guy. He made that badass burrito, man. But then he asked me if I wanted chili, and I was thinking about chili, like chili beans. Yeah, but he meant chili. 
and that was fucking hot. He poured it all over there and I was crying, but it was so good. I was, kept eating, <laughs> plowing through that burrito with tears in my eyes. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Before Hot Cheetos, we would go to my dad's friend's house or anywhere house, and there was nothing to do, and we're watching just whatever's on, like Popeye cartoons. And we're sitting there, and I guess they're barbecuing. They would just give this big old Tupperware bowl with cheese puffs, okay? The the, the Cheetos cheese puffs, the the, the fat mm-hmm. ones, and just a patillo in it, and then, like, sprinkle some lemon in it. That's for the kids. See, your dad knew how to dress stuff up to make it exciting. But that's why you like all those fucking condiments. I make you a hot dog. It takes like 20 condiments. I got I got to truck out onions, right avocado, jalapeno, tomato. Oh, what else? I don't know. Chips. Chips. You got to have chips on there. Mustard, ketchup. A little mayonnaise on the bun. Like, I'm serious. Mayonnaise on the bun's good. You're crazy. <laughs> and then I, I look at you before I sit down to eat. You got everything? Yeah, I'm good. And then I sit down. Oh, we have blah, blah, blah. You have any lemon? You have any whatever? And I got to run back in yeah, man, I like I used to like hot dog with everything. You like know, accessories. Man. You like all the extras. I like condiments. Yeah. We didn't have condiments growing up. Or we have a lemon. We had sour cream. And my dad would put sour cream on everything. Everything. Like we were, if we were eating beans, it put sour cream on the beans. That's good. And then uh, we were eating like um, some kind of meat. With beans, you put the sour cream in the, in the meat. We used, to eat, we used to put bananas on the on the rice. Yeah, your brother told Soft me about bananas, that. Soft bananas, but it was good. Though. Chicken rice. You're not talking about platanos. You're talking about real bananas. Real bananas. You got to try it. It's chicken on rice. plain rice or chick- you're talking about savory rice? Savory rice. Chicken flavored rice. The red rice? Yellow rice? No, the one you make for the, the chicken soup. R- yellow rice. Yeah. It had like Bad. saffron and stuff in it. Just with regular bananas. It tastes oh, so good. No, that it does not sound so good. It tastes so good. I don't know how we started eating that, but I would just, when nobody was looking, I would, I would grab a banana and put it in the rice. <laughs> nobody was looking. You couldn't just grab bananas in my house. They were counted. <laughs> There's seven motherfuckers. I know, man. I told, There's you know, seven motherfuckers, man. The cereal, was, the cereal was locked like the cigarettes, man, at Savon's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my brothers, when my brothers became teenagers, they would tear through a box of cereal. It was gone in a day. My grandmother would get so pissed when we started living with her. The food just disappeared. It disappeared so fast. And I, oh, that's, but that's why I have issues with food these days. You know, like, I don't like to share. You don't like sharing at all, man. I don't like to she share. Never my offer anybody anything. <laughs> well, I make exactly the amount that we're going to all eat. So if somebody finishes theirs, that's on you. You're done. This She's is, the first one to mine. go to your plate. That's not true. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not true. But I don't. I don't. I. I want to share. I want to be a nice person. But it's hard for me to do that because I grew up where we had no food sometimes. And I told you, my mom played games with us. Well, not games. It was very sad what she did with us. When she told me, you know. She deprived my middle brother of food because he was chubby. Yeah, how chubby? And my brother, my youngest brother and I were both very skinny. He wasn't fat. He was just <clears throat> chubby cheeks, chubby arm. You know, he looked thick. But because he looked thick and chubby and my mom was, we were b- really below the poverty line, sometimes starving. She would 
uh, ration out food. And it's very sad to talk about. It's very sad to think about that she deprived my brother like that. I would never do that to my kid. Because he was chubby? Because he was chubbier than we were. He was chubby. We were not. We looked very scrawny, my youngest brother and I. So you'll get extra food? We No, we would just get normal pork. Well, yeah, we'd get more than my middle brother because he was chubby. So yeah. you, you won't get no extra cereal? Well, when, when we were teenagers, that was oh. different. We were with my grandmother. We, had, we were a little more... We weren't well off. We were better off. Than... So it happened when you were living in Colorado? Yeah. So, yeah, so um, my mom and dad, we moved to Colorado three times from Ohio because my dad was in construction and they were, there were a lot of construction jobs back in the 70s and 80s in Colorado. And I lived in Aurora each time, which was a suburb of Denver. It was really That's shitty. where Wayne was from. Yeah. Is it? Aurora. This, you sure it's not Aurora, Illinois? Aurora, Illinois, my bad. It might be Illinois. Yeah. So that was like, back then, I know like my also, my dad, um, my dad had a job and then um, he would, che- they, it would dry out and he had to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's how it, it was. It was tough for people back then in the 70s. Yeah. When you were unskilled, or you were skilled, but he was yeah, uneducated, my, you know, my, my dad. dad. Was, my dad, was, he just didn't know, you know English. Yeah. My dad didn't finish so high school. Where they want a hard back. Yeah, that was my dad too. My dad was, you know, six four, and he was a strapping. My dad could weld, though. Yeah, my dad could build houses. He's he could do all that stuff, and uh, but it was all learned on the job. He wasn't like trained, you know, professionally. It's funny how people back then just wanted to. There was a lot of skilled workers, people that could do work, but there was just not that many jobs. You had to go where jobs were at. Like I was reading that. I'm reading that Running Dangerfield book, and this is when he's talking about how when he stopped being a comedian to be with his wife and kids, he was selling um, aluminum sidings. Aluminum sidings, right? And the winter, and when the winter came, there was a bad storm, so he couldn't work for those six months. He said, him and his three friends they drove to Miami and they started doing that over there. Mm, yeah, you got to go where the work is back then. You had to. You couldn't just change. So that's what you guys keep going from Colorado, 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 because yeah. Colorado was probably dry. <laughs> Colorado and the just had, was Colorado was just more expanding more than than Ohio Florida. at the time. Well, I don't even remember living in Florida. We left <clears> when I was two. Went back to Ohio where my mom and dad were from, but we we went to Colorado because there were jobs for eleven dollars an hour, which was a lot back. That's then. That's a lot. It was a lot back then, and so that was a that's lot. Also, we ninety one. Yeah. It's you know what it's a lot now if you're a minimum yeah. wage worker, yeah. and uh, but we went uh, to Colorado in the car, all the kids, three kids and mom and dad, and sometimes dogs if we had dogs. We always had dogs, and then um, and all our stuff in a U-Haul trailer behind us, and that was how we moved every time. But the last time we moved, it was my mom and my three, my two brothers and I going back to Ohio by ourselves because my dad wasn't with us. So Your dad took off? He took off. Yeah, I was eight, almost nine, I guess. But, you know, it's taken a long, long time to come to terms with why he left and and um, putting myself in his shoes. 
And I, I really would love to do a podcast to talk to him now after all these years, but I don't know if he would. It'd be like um, p- post-traumatic stress disorder for him to talk about it. And I don't know if he could. And I wouldn't want to put him through that, you know. I could just picture that fool dressed up like Jethro for the interview. <laughs> no, he'd just With be cool in a sunglasses and just a be in a t-shirt. He'd wear that hat probably. My dad is a hillbilly. He loves being a hillbilly. He He's, loves it. He said he he looked like a like a he looked like a um like a beat up Matthew McConaughey. He does, yeah. Well, he looks like Chevy Chase used to look. Back in the seventies, yeah, he looks like skinny Chevy Chase. Back Chevy in the Chase, day. when he's right there by the plane and Ch- Fletch. Yeah, kind of like when he was in Fletch. Yeah, yeah, real tall, skinny, but Whoop. yeah, woof. yeah. And he was funny. My dad was really funny. He liked to make people laugh, but you know, we didn't. I don't know. It was hard times. Your dad grew up where in the South or Florida? He grew up in uh, Fairborn, Ohio. He was born in Kentucky and. Um, grew up in Fairborn. I think he was born in Kentucky. I, you know, honestly, I don't know if he was born there or if he was born in Ohio, but they went back and forth to family in Kentucky. But my, um, but Fairborn, uh, Wright Field, which is now Wright Patterson Air Force Base. So you, live, so you grew up in a baseball field? No, Wright Field. Oh. <laughs> I mean, W R I G H T, because the Wright brothers are from. Fairborn, Ohio. Oh, it's right with a W. Yeah, W-R-I-G-H-T. That is now Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And it was the birthplace of aviation, right? Not Kitty Hawk down in uh, North Carolina. This was the first place because they had a bicycle shop in Fairborn, the Wright brothers. And the bicycles became the airplanes. You know, that was their first thing. They just put wings on them when they were doing their first trials. Anyway, Wright Field was undeveloped at this time and this was oh, back in the 40s i guess and they put up flyers and recruited heavily from people down in kentucky who were in the appalachian trail and they were hillbillies up in the hills yeah and um these people had basically the choice of to stay and do coal mining or strip mining or leave and go build out this field and they ended up going to Fairborn, where they helped build out basically what became Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And they were um, promised land and a house, I guess, as part of the payment. This is a rough history of it. I don't know how true all of this is with the house. Anyway, the houses end up, ended up being built on swamp land. So they all needed, like, special septic tanks. And, like, they weren't – they were harder – to, you couldn't just really move in and live comfortably. It was a one bedroom place and they ended up having 13 kids in a one bedroom house. And to, to this day, now I don't know if the house is standing to this day, but when I was a kid and I visited my grandfather, there was still a potbelly stove and this was like 1978 and there was a potbelly stove warming the house. So it was still like he lived in Kentucky. So my dad still, he grew up in poverty his whole life and then Oh, you were the youngest? He was the youngest of 13. Damn, 13. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so... Yeah, so he was always from... Uh, he was always wanting to be a hillbilly and be... And he just was more comfortable in that situation, you know. 
<clears throat> struggling, I guess. I don't know. I don't think he would be comfortable if we had ever had money, you know. I always wonder that, man. What would what would poor people do with a lot of money? But just do it to work. <laughs> he would probably always work, yeah. Some, some people just would still go to work. What are they going to do, die? They'll die of boredom. It's not like my dad would ever change and, <clears throat> you know, go make a bunch of friends and become a socialite and go to parties and stuff. It's just not who he was, you know. He'd still want to work on the car or fix something or build something. I don't know. Sit know. out on a porch. Maybe. Whittle. He used to whittle. He taught me how to whittle What's a little whittle? bit. Like carve wood with a knife, a little pocket knife. Yeah, he would he would whittle a lot of stuff. He made me little animals and stuff sometimes. I couldn't I was never that good. But I wasn't allowed to play with the knife enough to practice, you know. But he did a good job. Is there a special knife to do that? No, it just has to be really sharp. But he also was the kind of guy who sharpened all his pencils with a knife, too. Because that's how you did on the construction site, too. There were no pencil sharpeners. And they had those flat pencils anyway. So I spent a lot of time with him on the construction site as a kid. I don't know what the fuck my mom was doing making me go to work with him. Who leaves a five-year-old to go to the construction site with all these guys? What's wrong with her? Oh, my God. But anyway, so, he yeah, he sharpened all his pencils like that, too. He just chopped off the end of the big pencil and that was sharp <laughs> oh, but you know my dad was a good guy he's a good guy he was a good dad as best he could be given the situation but he was mostly in defense mode most of the time he's just a draw he's a good artist like isaac yeah he would draw like comic book types of uh characters and muscles i remember he drew a lot of like armored men i could picture the one he drew a lot in my head he drew howard the duck he loved howard the duck i don't know why it was before it was a movie of course it was a comic book comic book yeah. damn i didn't even know that yeah it was a comic book and that was his favorite and he he would uh he would draw stuff he drew he drew goofy i know how to draw goofy from how he taught me you know, there was a certain pattern, like you start with the nose. I had one of those drawing books when I was a kid. I could, I could never draw. I, I didn't understand why there's a circle and why there are lines. Well, you erase those lines. They're little guys. So I didn't but, know yeah. them. I said, this takes too long. I just, so I would just <laughs> grab, I would rip the page off, grab a paper and put it next to the window and trace it. Yeah. That was my, that's how I used to trace. Nobody even taught me how to do that. That's a good idea. I would, I would grab a blank paper. And then put the photo up on the, like my friend would have a coloring book. And I said, let me borrow a coloring book. I don't have another to color. Mm -hmm. And I would just grab his page from the coloring book so he could color that one before he colored it. And I put it by the sun window and then trace. That's good. And that's how I would, that's how I would draw stuff. No one, that was, and that's like, what, what is that now? Photoshopping. No, <laughs> no, it's tracing. Yeah, and I was I was good at copying shit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? The Enchilada Casserole Podcast. Thanks for listening or listening in. If you're whoever listening, thank you for listening. And um, we just um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm in the Screen Actors Guild, people. I have some news first before we do that. Oh yeah, what's some news? We're gonna have a baby. It's not me. <laughs> It's all you. We're going to have sure? a baby. Oh, shut up. 
we're gonna have a baby. Yes, you're pregnant so then. Why is that guy's first question? Why is that the guy's? Well, I'm first just joking because I'm a comedian. I know. I know it's mine. I'll kill you now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a baby. It's the first place we've ever announced it officially. Yes, people. This is the enchilada casserole exclusive. <laughs> the Lisa Esparza and Felipe Esparza. We're having a baby. Yeah. Yes, people. Can in, you believe that? In the that? fall, around September-ish. Around September, man. Yeah, so we're pretty newly pregnant, and uh, we're having our first doctor's appointment next week. Yes, we're going to document the whole everything here on this podcast. I'm not sure about that. Okay, but. not sure about that. <laughs> the birth and all that stuff. <laughs> pap smears and all that. No, no, no. I wouldn't be getting a pap smear during that. You know what I think about pap smear? I always think about like a uh, like a fat um, lollipop stick, and they put it in the vagina. Then they pull it out and they go, pap, smear. It is not that pleasant. Isn't that, that with a popsicle stick? Uh, no. It's. Um, Take it, a step first, by step. <clears throat> first. You say it's the woman dinner? puts your legs. The woman puts her legs in the stirrups, right? Stirrups. What are stirrups? Stirrups are like little footrests at the edge of a exam table. Those are pretty. You know, those would be awesome. Like if. If you want to lift your hold up your leg for a long time, you know, and somebody just goes down on someone with that, do they sell those? I don't know. For the house, you should get one. I'm not getting those. Kind of like George Clooney's. <laughs> it's not comfortable because you have to scoot your butt all the way to the edge, and you feel like you're gonna fall so, off. And it's always cold, huh? Yeah, cold. But <laughs> then, so the your legs are up there, and your butt's all the way up to the edge, and then they put into your vagina. They put something called a speculum. And a speculum is like a goose, it's like a duck bill, right? It looks like a duck bill, but it's cold metal. And they put that, it, it's all very um, bar- duck barbaric. <laughs> it's all very barbaric. You look at these instruments, just like when you go to the dentist and you go, damn, they still use this shit in my mouth, you know, to do this stuff. It looks like clamps and, and torture devices, and they really kind of are. That scares me right away as soon as I see it. Yeah, me too. Even if they're just going to take x-rays and then they're, yeah. they're there, I always ask. They're not for me, right? These sharp <laughs> things right now. Yeah, so they put the speculum, and it's it, the, the duck bill is closed, right? So it's metal. They put it in the vagina, and then the doctor cranks this, like, turns a screw, right? And that makes the duck bill open, 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 open. So it's really like jaws that are holding up your vagina, holding open your vagina. So that the doctor can take a little swab, but it's not a swab. It looks more like one of those little um, mascara wands, right, at the end. It's got like a little brush on it. And he puts it into your vagina all the way in to your cervix. And he puts it into the hole inside your cervix. And that is like, for every woman, that's like the core, the inner core of your being that they're stabbing and poking right there. And, and they, all, they always say it's going to be a little pressure. I've been there. It's going to be a little pressure. How was it? How was it? What did it look like? Was it nice? It's a, like a, yeah, it's a little hole. Imagine they put a little brush inside the a hole of your penis, inside your urethra. It's not really the same. I choose not to imagine pain <laughs> on my penis or my balls. <laughs> choose well it's not really the hurt. same that would be more like going into your clitoris sometimes when i bump into my balls or or i close my legs but they're too tight and i sit down or i squash them i always think about a toddler with 
with no toe boot <laughs> kicking me by accident. Yeah, so then they take that little brush after they pull it out of the cervix, okay? It's got stuff on it. It's got sample. It's got your, uh, I think it's papilloma is what they're checking for, the papilloma, human papilloma virus. And they take it and they rub that swab onto a lab slide or they put it into a little envelope and they send it to the lab to do that. And then that's what they check. And then they check for cervical cancer and uh, sometimes STDs, whatever you want them to check for. Damn. And you do that once a year. It used to be every six months, but then they made it once a year. And now mammograms used to be every year, but now they're every two years, which is great because mine's two years. It's been two years since I had mine and I thought I was late, but they just changed the rules. So the rules mean nothing, but it's not pleasant at all. And it's, it's something every woman really dreads that, that time. Remember, Graham, that's, that's the one where they put in a vice, right? And squish it. Yeah, they have, well, they put your breast between two plates of glass. And then they try to get those what plates of glass. What if your boots glass. can't fit in that glass? They're too small. They'll make them. The nurses come in and they'll they'll, they'll push, push you, you a, every bit of a skin. Spartan kicked you back. <laughs> Spartans, put that little titty in there. They push every ounce of skin you have between, and they'll, sometimes they'll hold it there to help you, you know. And then they push, then the glass plates just close in, close in, close in. And you don't think they're going to stop. It looks, it feels like your breast is going to pop. And you just, you want to stop them and go, wait, 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 wait. This is going to, this is going to hurt me. This is going to pop my breast. And they're just like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You'll feel a little pressure. We're almost done. Okay. And then they come in. It's just like the x-ray thing. You know, in the dental x-rays, when you hold that in your mouth and it's cutting your gum and you just want to punch the dental assistant doing that. I think if man would have t- taken this, would, would be given this this a mammogram test every time they Imagine tell him to lose balls. weight. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like if a man could put his own breast, his chest in one of those machines and they could squish it, they'll probably stop eating fast food. Really? It doesn't take much, much breast so tissue. So most men could, could put their boobs in there too, honey. You can get a mammogram, it. yeah. Men have breast, have had breast cancer before. If there's enough fatty tissue, you can have breast cancer. They don't cancer. admit to it, though. Well. What you have, bro, bro, I have breast cancer. Shut the fuck It's up. happened. It's, it's rare. Really, man? It's rare, but it's Who's, happened. Who you let them suck? <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with that. But it, if you have breast tissue, if you have fatty tissue, you know, cancer loves fat. It loves sugar. It loves fat. It thrives off sugar. Yeah. So. Pass away around the corner then. Yeah. That's why I want you to keep <laughs> your sugar down. Yeah, man. Not just that. Your dad's diabetes, too. I don't want yeah. that to get into your system. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to have a baby, and uh, we'll keep you guys posted. You know, I'm a little older, so I'm worried it won't stick. But it's been six weeks almost now, so it's a good sign. And uh, we'll see what happens. It happened right after our hamster died. That's true. Our hamster died. Chucky. Chuck Norris. She died. It was a she, but we gave her... Isaac gave her that name, and we loved her very much. We did. I was bummed. It was your first pet. Yeah. And then you were having a hard time. Yeah, it with was. that little girl gone. She was so sweet. She loved you. She was 
just so nice to see her when we came home, you know, a little, give her a little treat. On a cage. Yeah. She's sitting there waiting to say hi. It was so sad. She went so fast. But she, uh, yeah, she died. And um, like three days later, I was pregnant. Three days later, Shaka left her seed. <laughs> well, you know, there some people believe when one soul passes, another one, you know, one one soul dies, that it's reborn and another. Can't soul. tell that baby that story. I'm a, story. I'm a fucking hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know, Isaac's gonna tell the kid that. You know, our hamster died, and then he can't wait to tell that story until the kid's old enough to understand that story. And then you were born. I think you're Chucky reborn. Speaking of uh, you know, like Isaac can't wait to tell that um, kid that story, our kid that story. Um, we just saw a movie called um, Room. Yeah. And R- Room is a movie that's nominated for uh, Academy Award for Best Picture. I think. Is it? I think it is. I know she's nominated for Best Actress. Okay, the mom. she's nominated. But she's also it's not also nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. She's nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. Yeah. This movie, Room, is based on a true story about an Austrian man who kidnapped a woman and kept her in her sh- in his shed for about seven years. And, um, and impregnated her. Impregnated her. And she had a baby. And that baby grew up inside that shed, the room. And all he knew was the room. For five, his first five years of life. Yes, for his first five years of life, all he knew was the room. And everything he ever did was in that shed, like growing up life. Like his mom has to make up stories for him to understand that he just lives there. and There's no outside world. Room is uh, nominated for Best Picture. You're right. Ain't going to win. You never know, huh? I, I you never know. It was pretty moving, but that little kid should be nominated. That little kid should be nominated. He was fucking great, and you know the kid in No in Beast of No Nation. The kid, he's the star. It's not Idris Elba, who's also awesome. It's that kid, and that kid was awesome. If you guys have Netflix, watch um, Beast of No Nation. Yeah, and check out the little kid. He's nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. I think I'm gonna vote for him for. Wait, best. the kid is nominated? No, the little kid is. No, this is the SAG Awards right here. Oh, you mean for supporting? Because he was the main actor. Beast of a Nation, no? No, it's not there. SAG Awards are right there, those five guys. Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Johnny Depp, Black Mass, Leonardo for Revenant, Fastbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Well, who do you want to vote for for this actor? Let me see what's in that one. Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Johnny Depp for Black Mass, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, or Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl. I think Johnny Eddie Depp. Eddie Redmayne for. Oh, are you serious? You oh. played a girl, man. So. Okay. Do you like Johnny That's Depp? It's up to you. This is your. You're the SAG member. I'm oh, not. man. I thought Johnny Depp was good, too, though. I thought Johnny Depp was good. I for- sometimes forgot he was Johnny Depp. And I definitely forgot he was Pirates of the Caribbean. I Dracula <laughs> through the whole movie. Well, I think that guy kind of talked like that. So it's Johnny between who else? Johnny Depp and like the the girl. I think the guy's gonna win the Oscar though. Who? Or the Danish Eddie Redmayne. He already won for the other one for um, when he played um, Stephen Hawking guy. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think it's either gonna be Brian Cranston I, or Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't like the Revenant. I didn't care. It was 
Leonardo's done so many other great movies. I felt like this was a rehash. Django, he should have got nominated. Yeah. Gilbert Grape, he should have been nominated. Well, actually, I think he was nominated, but he didn't win. But he should have won. That was great. They They don't pick kids. After the whole Shirley Temple debacle, they don't pick kids anymore. You know, they gave her a little Oscar. Remember that? Oh, debacle? Yeah. They gave her a little Oscar when she won. And you could see in her face, if you've ever watched the footage of her winning, she's pissed that it's a little Oscar. She wanted a real Oscar, and they gave her a little Oscar. I didn't give her the big one. Because she's little. That was oh. the first kid they had ever nominated. They'd ever nominated. Oh. And she was disappointed. Then later, they gave her, later, many years later, they gave her a full-size Oscar. But she had always been pissed about that. We'll vote for uh, maybe Johnny Depp. All right, then we'll see if that kid is on the... But I don't think that kid is nominated for anything. Um, he was so good. But this kid was good, too, in uh, Room. So you want to finish talking about Room? Johnny Depp, I'll choose that one. We're voting. Sorry, I'm voting for him here on SAG, clicking on the computer. You so, want to vote for Brie Larson in Room? Yes. Kate Blanchett and Carol, which we haven't watched yet, honestly. We'll watch it right now. Helen Mirren, Woman in Gold. We didn't even get a screener for that. Saoirse Ronan for Brooklyn. No. Sarah Silverman, I Smile Back. We didn't get a screener for that either. That's the one I want to see. I'm going to go for Room. Sorry, Sarah Silverman. We didn't get to see a movie. We heard you were good, but... Now, look, see, supporting actor Idris Elba is named here. We really thought that kid was named also. No. So. A little kid, Room, Jacob. Oh, for Room. I thought you meant for Beast of No Nation. I Beast kid. of No Nation, he was nominated. So no, he's boy. not. All right, I'll click on that little boy. That boy was good. He couldn't have been more than seven when he did that movie. Yeah. He's really good. So, um, this little kid, he, he was like, they were living in a house, so the mom had to one day just tell him, you know, like, no, there is an outside world over there, and she told him to how to, how to escape. Yeah, she had him escape in a, a really dangerous way, and I don't know if it would have torn my heart out to have to do it that way. But anyway, this is based on a real story. Um, it's based on this guy named um, Joseph Fritzel. Look it up, people. Joseph Fritzel, F-R-I-T-Z-L, and this is in Austria. <clears throat> it's not really based on it. The author who wrote the book, Room, read this story or saw the story on the news years ago. And uh, it wasn't that long ago that it happened. And this was in Austria. Um, in 2008, a 42-year-old woman, Elizabeth Fritzel, told police that she had been held captive for 24 years. 24 years. In a concealed hallway of the basement area that was, it had like these reinforced steel doors, a coded um, electronic code entry. And uh, only the, the her dad kept her captive. And he was the only one who knew about this room. But he had been planning it and building it for years. That was her dad, though. It was her dad. He had physically beaten her, sexually abused her, raped her numerous times. And um, she had seven children by him while in that room. Seven children. Um, you all lived in that room? Four of them. The first three kids that were born. <sighs> so crazy. The first kid, three kids that were born 
This is not the movie. This is the real story. The first three kids that were born, he brought them into his home and raised them. And he just claimed to other people that he found these kids. I just found them. Just found some kids. And they were like, oh, okay. This was not that long ago. You know, this was like back in the 60s, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. No, it wasn't in the 60s. That must have been the 70s. Um, that they, she started having kids, you know. And so he and his wife raised these kids. His wife had no clue, apparently, or so she says. And then the rest of the kids, the other four that she had, um, one of them died, and the rest of them were allowed to live with her in that in that room. But she didn't get to raise the other three. He kept them. And then they had animosity between them, the kids that were in the room and the kids that were living in the house, you know. It was seriously, it's so sad, it's depressing, and I keep thinking about it. She was 19 years old when he kidnapped her and put her in that room. She was going to leave, and um, she was going to leave and um, go to another town to work and basically leave the family. And he didn't like that idea. She ran away from home and did all that. He probably was molesting her. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Here's this information. He reportedly began sexually abusing her when she was 11. So then when she was 15, um, she ran away. But she didn't really run away. She did run away at first and um, started to work to become a waitress. Like, you know, waitress is a professional, a, a highly regarded profession in other countries. Anyway, then she was a little older. She was about 18 or 19 when she finally came back to her home. And um, he had been building this room down there in the basement. And he, uh, he said, Hey, I need help carrying this door, this big old door downstairs. And she helped him put the door in place. And that was the door that sealed her in. He put, he gave her ether and pushed her in and she helped him with her own door trap door that, um, that sealed her fate, you know? horrible and then um everybody thought she was missing he wrote letters that looked like they came from her and had them mailed from another city to their home saying she had joined some religious cult and uh that she was fine but she wasn't interested in coming home and then they just kind of forgot about her not they didn't forget about her but they stopped looking for her because they thought she didn't want to come home they had a hot plate. They had a TV down there. And he would sometimes come like once a week, just like in the movie room. He would come down there and just hang out with them and watch TV together like a family. Isn't that crazy? And, of course, Creepy. have sex with her. I'll give you a wife and not know that <laughs> she's going down your You've got to know something's going on. Like, who, Where's the extra food going? Of course. He's taking stuff over so there. So these bills, extra. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's using <laughs> extra water? Who used up all the hot water? Yeah, electricity, all that stuff. And there was, they had tenants, too. And there was a tenant with a dog right above the basement. Barking at the poor dog. He barking was scratching. Yeah, he scratched for... He scratched as long as they lived there. He scratched um, on that floor right above the basement. And uh, they and the guy had complained to the owner, her, this guy, this woman's dad, saying that there's something down there. I think he's really digging. You know, he's really trying to get, there's something under in the basement. Maybe there, there's a dead rat or something like that. And um, he'd say, no, nothing down there, nothing down there. And then the guy eventually moved away. 
But once the news came out that that's what was going on, he was like, I told him repeatedly that there was something down there. There was. Huh? And there was. There was a whole family. Is that that guy by Aaron something from Cleveland? Ariel, Ariel Castro. Ariel Castro. He mm -hmm. had that girl for, what, 17 years? Three girls. Yeah. Three girls. He had three girls. He had the first one, um, uh, Michelle Knight. He had her for, I think, 17 years. And then Amanda and the other girl, I can't remember, Gina. <clears throat> I think her name is Gina. And, um, yeah, he kept them for many years and had a daughter with Amanda. Now it makes me wonder, man, all those houses in LA with a back house and all that tarp covering like up the everything. Like the J.C. Dugard, yeah, hers. She was inside a place with a tarp. And, yeah, I look at those shacks all the time all over L.A. And I wonder, some some of these places have to have something nefarious going on. Or like, on. The, there's like an old house, but they have an old old um, RV that doesn't work no more yeah. back there. Or a, yeah. or a camper. Yeah. And then, you know, the wife doesn't go check anything no. out over there. That's his little hobby room or whatever. You know, it's his wood shit. I don't go in there. Who knows what's going on? It's, it's, I don't know. Once the J.C. Dugard thing came out, I started looking at those I'll start things. Start watching up a guy yards. with man caves. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> not to bring everybody down, but that's it. That's it, people. Outstanding performance by a cast. Beast of No Nation. Hot light, straight out of Compton. Ooh. Straight out of Compton. I'd say straight out of Compton or Beast of No Nation. Yeah. <clears throat> Which one? There's also a big short, which you liked. Or say Beast of No Nation. Because that's the kid. This is yeah. the kid. This is 2IC right here. And then that's Beat Idris no Elba, Elba right there. I Hate Family. That was a good Once. movie. That's a good movie, man. And they love me. You guys should watch that. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a TV movie or miniseries. Nicole Kidman, Grace of Monaco. Didn't see it. Queen Latifah, Bessie. Didn't see it. Christina Ricci, The Lizzie Borden Chronicles. Susan Sarandon, The Secret Life of Marilyn Monroe. Kristen Wiig, Spoils Before Dying. I have no idea, but I'm going to choose Kristen Wiig because she's the best. Okay. Isn't that the TV movie, the Lifetime movie they did? Uh, yes. What do you want to choose? Queen Latifah. Okay. I saw a, a clip of her. She's pretty good. Oh, that's true. She played like a woman that was actually a lesbian. Right. She was a jazz singer. Cover, yeah. mm -hmm. And she was married. <clears throat> she had a beard, a male beard. I'm tired of Peter Dinklage winning everything because <laughs> he's a little person. So no. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series. Peter Dinklage. Game Karen Spacey, House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Oh, what about Bob Odenkirk? Better Call Saul. Oh, man. Better Call Saul, man. I want to give him a bone, but Kevin Spacey is really good. Oh, what do you want to choose, Bob? Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. I'm surprised that his umbrella didn't get nominated. <clears throat> Who? Um, oh, Michael Lenny, McKean. Lenny Squiggy. Yeah, Michael McKean. He's good. I didn't think he'd be in that much, in, in that many episodes. Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series. Claire Danes. How come um, Fargo's not here at all? Fargo was out last year. Yes, it was. Claire Danes, Homeland. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Robin Wright. Cards. Oh, yeah. Let's I don't watch the other ones. She's awesome, though. She's really good. If you don't watch these shows, you're going to vote for what you watch. Huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. Ty Burrell, Bonnard Family. Louis C.K. Louis. William H. Macy, Shameless. Jim Parsons, Big Bang Theory. Fuck that show. It's Jeffrey Tambor. Louis C.K. Let me the comedian. I don't even watch these shows. All right. Louis C.K. And then... Uh, Female actor, oh, you want Uzo Aduba. Yes. Yes, of course, from Orange is the New Black, because she's awesome. 
beep and I'm gonna She had a great little thing in an interview. She said, um she said uh when she was a kid she wanted to change her name to Zoe because nobody could pronounce her real name. Uzo. It was Uzo. Yeah. I forget her full name. It's like Uzoka or something like that. And she ran home and she was like, can't we just call me Zoe? And her mom said, look, if people can learn to pronounce Tchaikovsky and, you know, she rattled off yeah. these other famous names. She said they can pronounce Uzo. So she was like, yeah. And she kept her name. But she wanted to change it when she was Taking a that one. <laughs> Outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama. The Blacklist. The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. You know how much they pay those extra walkers? Nothing. (laughs) The hungry motherfuckers on a set, too. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama. Mad Men, House of Cards, Homeland, Game of Thrones. I'm just going to choose House of Cards. House of Cards, man. I don't want Game of Thrones to win. Nothing. Outstanding performance in a comedy series, ensemble cast. Big Bang Theory, Key and Peele. Let's pick that one. Key and Peele, man. Oh, well, those Orange is the New Black, too, though. It's not a comedy. It, it is now. They categorized it as a comedy the last two or three years. Key and Peele. grab any award. I know. Key and Peele. Or Veep. Yeah. All right. Key and Peele. That show's hilarious. It is hilarious. That's, okay, we already picked all that. There, we're done. And confirm. All right, you voted. That's a SAG award voting right there. That's it. Good that. job. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about? But I already had mentioned the um, the house of the shed. Oh, I wanted to correct you on the WhatsApp Fool podcast. You were talking about whippets. Whippets, yes. And it's not it's not camera. No, it's not camera cleaner. It's nitrous oxide that you get at the dentist. No, because people used to spray, get it from the from the. On the camera clean the spray, I, I know people used to do that. But that's not nitrous oxide. That might be something else. Because okay, that's what they were, that the dude was um, sniffing. Okay, yeah, people huff lots of different things. But um, what's whip, the original whippets? Whippets originally. It's Cool Whip, right? It's from whipped cream cans. It's basically yes. the old. Yes, the, yes, you're the right. The old canisters of whipped cream that weren't ready whip or whatever. Yeah. So you did it. I did them a lot in college. And, uh, but they had, but the original ones, they look like a big fat bullet and you would put it in the canister and turn it and it would give power to your whipped cream. And that was the old fashioned, like they still use them in uh, restaurants. That's what they, they don't buy cans of whipped cream in, in fancy restaurants. They use these old fashioned ones. And, um, but also they use them in dentist's office. That's what the gas is when you get knocked out, not knocked out. They do it to kind of relax you. Yeah. It's laughing gas. But we would buy, I don't even know where the fuck we bought these. Me and my ex-husband when we were in college. Um, we would buy a case, of like 12 whippets. We had a special balloon and a special like. They were the chubby ones, right? Yeah. They look like a fat bullet. You know, it's funny. It like they, a little torpedo. They still sell those at the bong shops. Oh, really? The smoke shops. You could still buy those balloons. They didn't have smoke shops back then, though. Well, they had smoke shops, but they, they didn't have out. the whippets themselves. No, I can't even remember where we got the whippets. We just knew a guy. I think my friend Charlie would get them for us. But um, but I stopped doing them because it was so – it was scary, man. Well, we had a – Special balloon that was like a fat, you know, those punching balloons yeah. that you buy in the store for like a dollar. That's what I was thinking. It was a big yeah, yellow. They were real thick balloons. Big yellow um, rubber band to mm-hmm. hold it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So it was like that, but it wasn't a real balloon. It was for this purpose. 
So you'd put this on the nozzle, this little brass device that we bought, and you'd put the balloon on there, and then you'd put the whippet on the other end. And then you turn the little nozzle, and it would release the gas into the balloon, right? So the balloon now, you take the balloon off, it's full of the nitrous oxide. And then you just hold it to your mouth, just like you suck helium out. And you suck in this nitrous oxide, and you try to do it all in one breath, and you hold it. And then you let it out, and everything sounds like this. And sometimes you drool. And sometimes, I mean, it's really like you're kind of blacking out for a minute. And it, it got to the point where I got so scared of doing it that I just stopped because I saw my husband at the time doing it. And, I, and, and white people just can't do cocaine and heroin and PCP you, like everyone else. I'm telling you, it was, uh, it was kind of scary. And you black out for just this short minute, you know, but it was enough <laughs> for me to go... I don't want my brain shutting down for that time. It was just What would happen if you were to hold your breath and jump inside a pool and did that? A deep pool. I don't know. You might not, you might have taken a big breath of water accidentally. Well, that would happen realizing. to those kids when they passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have tried but I thought it. it was, I thought there was sniffing um, camera. <laughs> well, camera it's spray. possible. People will sniff anything. The, the camera spray was just air, a gush of air. Yeah, it's compressed air. But... It's also like uh, there's chemicals in there. People will people have died. Kids, usually teenagers, have died because they huff the freon that comes out of the central air conditioning units. And, you know the big units in the backyard. You know, if you have central air in your house, you have a big central air unit in the back of your house. It's like like a size of a you know armchair or something. It's big, but there's a a hose and you can get the hose and like dis- disconnect it and you can suck out the freon. And, um, and you'll, you, a lot of times those kids would die, but any sort of container that's like that, that's compressed, it's got some sort of chemical in there that's contained, you know, chemical. It's scary. And yeah, it could kill you. I don't know about nitrous oxide killing you, just the nitrous oxide, but I'm sure it's not good for your brain from the reaction that I would see. You know, I just started to get scared of it. And I was like, I'm just look that up to make sure I'm talking. <laughs> do people sniff? <laughs> do people get high off camera spray? Camera cleaner. I don't even know what camera spray is. Intoxicated inhalant <clears throat> Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. However, most inhalants of buters take place. When people inhale solvents. It's solvent. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. My, mo- my mother. Whip is dangerous. Teen craze making a comeback. Mm. Uh, 2012. Yeah, man. Yeah, so we did whippets a lot. And then. Whip it good. When we are aboard, there's no fucking crack. <laughs> we just grab some air. Then we whip it. There were crackheads in Dayton. No. They just, you know, not in college. Anybody done a song like that? We should write it. We must whip it and have a bunch of little kids in a video with bags. Okay. That'd be funny. When they're catching all the crackheads, we <laughs> were just whipping it. You mean white, like showing the white suburban drug yeah, use? Everybody getting away with I it. Because I told you um, there were two other things that people would do. That was people selling a lot of balloons <laughs> in the neighborhood. A lot of balloons <laughs> being sold in the neighborhood. One of the one of the things we would do was mini thins. You must whip it. Many thins were little, uh, it was asthma medication, but it was over the counter. 
Oh, but you put them in the um, atomizer and you, they crush it. The atomizer for, for an inhaler, you, it crushes this pill and it um, opens your lungs if you have asthma. But if you don't have asthma, you take it and it's kind of like speed. But for me, all it did was make my head itch and uh, I, I couldn't take it. It was, it was not for me. But people were abusing those little tiny pills. Where can I find those? I don't know. They don't sell them no more. I think I don't know. They were in the drugstore. We could easily get them. I'm I'm sure they're controlled now. But then I told you about the morning glory seeds too that I had heard other people telling about chewing on morning glory seeds. Those are the little blue flowers that close at night. Yes, and they open in the morning. They're hanging on fences and all that stuff around here. And you chew on the seeds, and supposedly they are a um, hallucinogen, and you can kind of trip out. But I chewed a whole thing of seeds, and I threw up immediately. Yeah, immediately. I got to be a botanist just to get high for free. A botanist. A botanist. <laughs> high for free. What do you do, man? I'm a, I'm a botanist. I get high for free, bro. <laughs> Trust me, man. You want to get high? Follow me to that fucking poison oak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then of course I did try real acid and mushrooms. I wonder what kind of. I know my 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 parents never talk about doing drugs because all they did was get drunk, like boring ass people. <laughs> my mom never drank, but she told me about <clears throat> her stories on acid as a teenager, and she sniffed glue. She sniffed airplane glue, but not just like sniff glue with her friends. Sometimes, not that that's good anyway. But like she, alone in her room, sniffing glue. I was going to say that my dad, he was a smoker. He smoked cigarettes. Sorry, I asked you that. Did you dare to roll them up? Right. No, he didn't. And he couldn't really even afford cigarettes. No, they didn't, them, they didn't have like liquor stores for 25 cents? I don't, no, not that I know of. Only in the black not, neighborhoods, I think, huh? I think, I think in the black neighborhoods they had them. Like, I lived in the black neighborhoods, but not with my dad. That was after... But no, not when my dad was. But that was it's illegal, right? You saw on tax cigarettes like that for a quarter. Yeah, you're not supposed to sell them individually. The liquor store was twenty. <sighs> it was two for twenty five cents. Because then they're making more of a markup that's they legally are. allowed. Two for twenty five cents. Take a cigarette for two dollars. There's, there's twenty. There's inside. twenty in a pack. You're making double. You're making what five dollars a pack? Yeah. Right. And then um, jail is there were a dollar a cigarette. Five dollars a pack, you'd be getting ripped off in New York. There's like ten dollars a pack there. So, um, so my dad, anyway. So <coughs> sometimes my mom would tell him, "You have to stop smoking because we can't afford it right now." So he would quit cold turkey, and he'd be desperate for cigarettes. And so we'd be in the mall sometimes, and uh, and my mom would be in shopping inside the, some of the stores or doing whatever. And hey kids, here's the game. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> like that. Oh my so God. my dad was like, uh, yeah, that was like Randy look. Quaid, huh? He was, yes, very much. And like now vacation, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Here's the box of snakes. Yeah, there was no reward. We're gonna eat bologna to Stalas. There was no reward, but he uh, and, he sent us off. And you're like bad grandpa, huh? Is making yeah. up food, huh? He sent us off to uh, find. He seemed a cool dad, though, in a way. He see, he sent us off to find. I didn't finish the story. I'm sorry. I, I said, he sent us off to find cigarette butts out of the ashtrays in the mall for him to smoke unfinished cigarette butts. You, Man, know? you, you find a, a Virginia Slim cigarette <laughs> butt. It's the saddest thing ever. 
and they're trying to suck candy out of a fucking blow pop. What? I know. Yeah, so he, he desperately, uh, and, he, and then, you know, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Every time I see a guy with, with smoking Virginia Slims, he must suck a penis on the side. <laughs> I think that's a hacky joke. Is it a hacky joke? I think it's, okay, somewhere, I think it's that off. somebody's joke. I think it's somebody's joke. Really? Or it's it's a it's a, it's a joke. joke. It's a joke guys make for a guy for guys who smoke those and women of too, man. Yeah. Like women, rugged women with yeah. big old cigarettes. Yeah. Like, what you what, what you fucking smoke Virginia Slims? What are you from England? What well, are you always, a fag? They always call. All oh, right, you could sleep hacky. <laughs> they always call them vagina. That's slimes. another joke. Don't put it in the hacky. Ah, you know, tobacco yeah. related. All right. They used to call this vagina slime. Yeah. yeah, isn't that gross? That was that's what when I worked at that bar in Dayton, the the regulars always joked. They thought they were funny. So you gotta go scavenger hunt, huh? Scavenger hunt for cigarette butts for my dad. You must have been bored, huh? Yeah, we're, every kid was bored in the mall. There was they didn't have play areas and stuff when I was a kid. You Some like, no, they didn't have anything. So you have um, when you had a heart, you ever look for those cigarettes? Your dad likes to smoke, huh? Yeah, you know. He's our dad. We just wanted like, to go make him happy. You know. You give a little high fives. Yeah, nothing else to do. Pat us on the back. This didn't happen. My dad didn't smoke. <laughs> Only when I was, when they were like drinking with his friends. Yeah. And we look at him, this fool smokes. <laughs> you would look at your dude, dad do things that normally he didn't do on you guys and you're like, What the fuck is he doing that? Yeah, my mom didn't do anything like we that. We didn't call it on it, but we would just tell each other, look at my dad over there lying. <laughs> when I was, was um when I was smoking a lot of crack. I used to go through a pack of cigarettes a day. I know. And um, um, we used to have sexual cigarette buzz from the night before, meaning a crackhead. And we used to just broke them all up and roll them up. At least you re-rolled them. Yeah, we re-rolled That's them. That's like rolling up roaches. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, every time I would see you. Drinking hot-ass King Cobras. <laughs> every time I'd see you when we were first going out. And uh, you were falling off the wagon here and there. If I saw you with a cigarette in your hand, I knew you were off the wagon. Because that meant you had, you were doing coke or something. It wasn't just the drinking. It was coke. It was like you had to have something to do with your hand and mouth, you know. Got to do something. Yeah. I don't even know why. But I could always tell. Let's get back to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a much happier story. <laughs> I don't know. How much should I talk about with my dad? I don't know. I talked a lot about him today, but there's so, so much. Um, so you, you, we, we talked about people sniffing glue. Mm-hmm. We talked about whippets. Whippet good. When there is no cold queen with whippet. I don't think that's going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get those two little black kids with a powder face. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Whip. That was funny. Fucking cough, bro. It's a coke, bro. It's a blow. That was yeah, funny. I showed um, I showed Lisa this video of these two black kids. I think they're twins, and they like you know how in the back in the days, Al Jolson, it'll be you know Jewish comedians. You know back then they'll do blackface, you know, to be a black guy on stage, and so they, so they're black comics. They were comedians. They would put blackface. Mm-hmm. So these Exaggerated, yeah. these two kids, they put white face. They put a bunch of white powder, like baby powder, over their face, and they're acting like white kids. 
Hey, bro, where the fucking coke, bro? Yeah, that was funny. Fucking, where the where the fucking blow, bro? How can people find that little video? That was funny. Um, look for one of my likes on Instagram. They can't look at your likes. I go post you it can up. Look at your likes. You should post it up. <clears throat> I'm gonna repost it tomorrow morning. Yeah, actually, you repost it. So yeah, man, how do you feel about being pregnant, man? That's great. At fifty. I'm not 50. Yeah, man. You can't say her age. But still. I'm 43. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of my age. You're proud. I'm proud of my age. But yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about I'm that. Old, I'm, I'm younger than when Joe Diaz Joe, Joe, Joe had a baby at 50. Yeah, he was 50. And wow. Terry, Terry was 44. His wife was 44. Now 47. Yeah. I mean, we're we're up there. <laughs> but, hey, man. But that's, I go swimming every day. But, I'm swimming well, how do, I should ask you how... <laughs> I should ask you, how does it feel to have a kid that you kind of planned? Because we were, we, for the last two to three years, we haven't been using protection and we had the attitude of whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. So you're kind of prepared for a kid. We were planning it. Can we leave it? Kind of planning, you know, both my kids are planned. That's funny. When Mexican try to plan plan a pregnancy, it don't happen. (laughs) I know it didn't happen for a while. And I was like, I guess I'm just too old. And then boom. Chucky dies. Yeah, we're going to break up, then go back, and you're already pregnant. Yeah. So uh, how does it feel to have a baby that, you know, you, uh, you're you not, I guess, scared about, you know, you're not a teenager. You're not in your 20s. You have the means financially to take care of a baby. You're more mature. How does it feel? I feel like, Damn. <laughs> You were happy though, right? Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, you worried? I'm not, I'm not worried at all. I'm worried about about um. Yeah, I, I think the baby will be healthy and all that. But I think about age wise, I'm just yeah. thinking about what Joe what Joe Diaz had his baby. Yeah, and he was fifty. And I think well, when she's forty, it will be ninety. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Forty pretty year good. old, the forty year old can handle it. I don't know if Joey's gonna make it to ninety. I want, I want, I won't make it to ninety. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. We'll start walking every day. Yeah. No more sugar. Yeah, cut down on the smoking too. No more smoking. Just no more just eating. I don't dab no more. Oh, good, really. <clears throat> yeah, really. Only on the road. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm. A, I, but um, yeah, I, I'm happy, you know, and um, it's funny. It's funny. I got new material. I know, and that's what you're looking forward to. When I told Marcella, oh. she said, "Think of all the material." Well, save it for the road, though, not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that was um, <clears throat> you happy? I'm happy. We have a little Miklo. I'm happy. I'm just, uh, you know, I worry about the other people. I worry about Isaac because he's 11 now and he's going to have not just this baby, but also his dad, my ex, and his stepmom are going to have a baby as well around the same time, probably three or four months before ours. And uh, so that kind of worries me that he's going to not be the baby anymore, not be the only child anymore, you know. But he's also going to be at that age where he'll want us to leave him alone for a little while, you know. He'll want us to let him do his own thing and, you know, he'll want to take care of the baby sometimes. But then I also worry about your kids, you know, who are grown and who didn't get to spend a lot of time with you. You know, now we could be a big family. <laughs> so I feel like they're going to be maybe resentful a little bit. I don't know how they'll handle it. And I worry. Well, I don't worry about my mom. Money buys everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now. I don't worry about my mom, but I, I don't think I'm going to tell my mom until I have the baby. 
because she has she's just very negative about everything I do in my life. We're just different people. And kids have been the bane of her existence you all her life. Mom, and she's going to be like... Um, she didn't want me to have Isaac. She's going to give a reaction like in... Um, for your consideration. <coughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't want me to have Isaac. When I told her I was pregnant with Isaac, I was 32. Your life is over. And she said, no, 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 no. She was like no. Cleveland and one family yeah, guy. She was. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. yeah. She was exactly like that. She said, no, I gave her the sonogram picture. I showed her some pictures. Sonogram. And in one of the pic, in in between the few of the pictures I was giving her to look at, one of them was a sonogram. And she said, what is this? She said, what is this? And I said, what do you think it is? No, 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 no. I had it on videotape. And I never watched it after we took the video of it because I thought her reaction would be different since I was 32 and married for 10 years. You know? I didn't think she'd react like that. I wasn't 16. It was all planned out. And then when you and I got married, I told her we were getting married and all that. And then she said, <laughs> you're not going to have any more kids, are you? We got engaged by like in May somewhere, right? At that yeah. restaurant, Thai restaurant. Yeah. You know what? I think it was Mother's Day that I told her that we were getting married. Did we tell them already how it happened? Mm, what, when you proposed to me? Yeah. No, I don't think so. That was funny, huh? That was funny. It was weird. a weird day. We went from the outlet store to eat Thai food. <laughs> well, we bought a ring. You took me into the jewelry store and you were like, oh, what do you like here? And I was like, I don't know. And you said, let's look at some rings. And I was all right. And you said, which one do you like? And I was like, I don't know. This one's nice. If I had known we were going to get it, I would have picked a bigger one. No, <laughs> no but then they, that lady thought you wanted to put it on credit. Yeah, get store credit with them and we had to fill out a credit application and I was like why are we filling out a credit application she's like well to because you guys are going to put this on credit and I said no we're going to pay cash for this thing oh okay that felt good to like tell the lady no we're going to pay cash motherfucker she said oh it, <laughs> we're, and, um, least, we're not doing a payment plan on this ring uh, hell no man. I'm not going to add another $200 <laughs> she said uh she said, oh, instant commission. <laughs> I know, she's happy. <laughs> yeah, so um, even if Lisa would have got the bigger ring, it would have still um, halted because I don't have a limit. My, oh, my debit right. card has a limit. Yeah, it was a debit card with the credit union. Yeah, so you they had to call my credit union. <laughs> but luckily, I've been with the credit union people since, man, since I had they know you. $20 in there. Yeah, they know you in person. And I could just call the guy personally and go, hey, man, this is what happened. <laughs> and they'll take care of it right there. That's, that's one of the things, man. It's a perk of a credit union. Perk yeah. of a credit union, man. You can't do it with a big old bank. Because, yeah. man, you're going you're gonna to go straight and talk to one of them, talk to Aziz. Or talk to people. Yeah, talk to a third world country. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's on a weekend or something. But yeah, I'll come up over their house. <laughs> yeah, man, I know you're here. Check it. You have your birthday, man. But check out this um, <laughs> overdraft right here. That's why you can't make friends with nobody like that. No, I'll always bug you. So when you found out you were pregnant, how'd you find out? With a punch in the stomach. With you? No, when you found out you got pregnant, I know you told. This time. Yes. Well, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve first, I was sick. 
I was a little nauseous. Remember, we were at Ontario Improv, and I was a little nauseous, and I didn't go outside with you guys. I didn't yeah. feel up to it. I was all dressed up. But you I were just, all dressed up. You are looking hot, too. Thank you. But I was just sitting there in the chair, like doubled over. And it was kind of, I thought it was food poisoning, you know? Then other, other sudden, too, I got a sore throat. Yeah, it's always about you. <laughs> you want to throw that in there? Yeah, I was. Share everything, you know? Yeah, you had a sore throat. That was chucky. <laughs> That's the way men always do that, huh? It should be a bit. Um, like, instead of, like, we what we could we tell you? I just got shot in the leg or throat. Wow, man. I remember one time I got this splinter. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. <laughs> yeah, man. What are the gas in the way over here? That's funny. Yeah, I had a... So, yeah, I was a little nauseous and then... Um, on, what are you doing getting shot? <laughs> <laughs> you felt really nauseous? Yeah, I was nauseous. And then... But, see, it's not like morning sickness. I think it was a surge of hormones, which scares me because we might have twins in there. We have to check when we go to the doctor. But... um because it was such, it was a strong surge of hormones, I think. And you it saw made pregnancy me a little nauseous. shirts. Pregnancy shirt says, This fool with an arrow going down. <laughs> I just turned that little hand. Yeah. Away. I don't know about that. All right. <laughs> you feel nauseous that it felt like um, anxiety attack? Like... No, it felt like food poisoning. Oh my God. But it didn't, oh, but it worst. didn't really, it didn't hit hard. It never came on hard, remember? I, yeah. I didn't like end up that night being sick like violently ill i was just kind of queasy the whole night and then um the next day same thing and then uh a few days later i missed my period and i never miss my period my period's always like a day early actually two days early sometimes just in time to ruin you coming home from the road so my period uh, is always on time, and it wasn't. I was like two days late, and then I waited till I was three or four days late, and you went back on the road, and I didn't tell you anything, and I went and bought a pregnancy test, two of them, two pack, and uh, the moment I peed on the stick, it, the plus sign showed up. The moment the pee touched the stick, and then I was like, oh, maybe it'll go away if I rest it here on the table. So I rested it there for two minutes, like it said. That plus sign stayed there. I was like, shit. But then it was like, I was like, oh, well, it's nighttime. I don't have, you know, usually it's higher concentrated in the morning, which dumb me. You know, I was not thinking that if it's higher concentrated in the morning and it's still a plus sign at night, it's very strong right now. So I, the next morning I waited, I waited till the next morning and I did it again with my first pee again, immediately when I peed on the stick plus sign, I took three tests just to be sure. Did you buy those testers? I bought them over here at CVS. Nine cent store? No, CVS. Buy a nine cent store. Were they locked up somewhere or you just, no. just grab them? No, come grab them. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were fine. Were they legit? Back by the tampons. They're legit. They're legit. They're legit. And I still haven't had my period. I haven't had. I haven't been queasy, but I wasn't nauseous with Isaac. I've been pretty good. I've been um, a little bit of a metallic taste in my mouth, a little bit of cramping, but not heavy. It's pretty good so far. Eating a lot. Hungry and peeing. Hungry like I have to eat every two hours, but not a lot. I'm snacking healthy. I'm sticking to healthy food. You know. I'm doing good. It's good. I like it. Good. I'm trying to not be stressed because I do get out of breath and I get frustrated with things, you know, work-wise. And um, 
and I, you know, I get stressed anyway, naturally. That's who I am. I worry about stuff and I think about way too much when I should be relaxing. But um, I got to try to stop that. I'm trying to meditate every morning when I get up. So <laughs> I don't do any noises. I just sit there and don't think about anything for 10 minutes when I first wake up. It sets my day. It's been good. Anyway, that's all I that's have to all? talk about today. Yeah. We'll talk about my dad more later. We'll, yeah, get, we'll get into him more. Yeah. <clears throat> it's an interesting story. It's a sad story. It's a saga. It's a va very, very sad story. But um, that's it. What do you have? Anything else? Do you want to talk about your shows on this podcast? Like where yeah. are you going to be? I'm going to be um, performing where? You're going to be in... I'll be at um, Club Nokia, February 20. Right. We have a second show that we added at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That's going to be a good show. Because the 9.30 sold out. Yes. And then also February 13th, you have Del Rio, Texas, two shows. February 13th, I'll be at Del Rio, Texas. Two shows one night at Doc Holidays. And then you have February 28th through, I'm sorry, 25th through the 28th, you have Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities. That's in downtown Cleveland, Hilarities. Yeah. And that we need um, people to come out to that. And if you have a small business. If you have a small business within one hour of Cleveland. Email me at fans at felipesworld.com. And we'll hook you up with free tickets. Free tickets in exchange for. Uh, and a meet and greet. Put, yeah, and putting up some posters in your business. So, and uh, what else? In March, first weekend in March, you'll be in Irvine, Irvine Improv. Irvine Improv. And that's it. I'm back, people. Yeah. And all the rest of the dates you can see at felipesworld.com slash tour, T-O-U-R. We out? Yes. <laughs> Let's go have sex. Let's go have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Tú, y tú, y tú, y solamente tú.